Does anybody else find it weird how, like, in horror movies, one of the go-to reactions is to faint? Like, has anybody actually ever fainted in real life? I've never, I can't remember ever, like, I don't think I've ever seen that in real life. For me, it's like just a movie thing almost. I can't believe you're forgetting this, Matt, but all three of us have an experience with fainting. What? <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, you, you guys don't remember when we saw 127 Hours in theaters? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're right. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, we, we have to tell that story. <laughs> so we saw 127 Hours in theaters, and as I'm sure most people know who have seen that, there is a very gruesome arm-cutting scene. But there's been all these stories like throughout whenever that movie was like in the press, like, this movie is so gruesome, people are fainting. And the three of us went to see it, and we we're like, there's no way anyone's going to faint in our theater. And sure enough, when that... When you hit that nerve in the movie, some lady stood up and fell back and... Well, Wait, not we, no, we got to clarify. Keith. Yes, we got to clarify. Keith, fill, fill in the details here, Keith. So the arm-cutting scene happens. <laughs> Nobody yeah. faints. And then he's 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 off on the trail trying, oh, to, right. trying to find help. And he, and he falls in this puddle of water. And he starts drinking the water. Then somebody gets up. And then falls over on their way out of the. <laughs> Hold on, I, I can't. I can't believe this. I literally have to also fill in some details here. So we each have to add something. No, you guys are forgetting the best part. The person got up while James Franco was drinking dirty water, walked <laughs> over to us. Like literally, they walked over to where we were sitting. They stare at us for a minute, and we're just creeped <laughs> out. And then they go. They point at the projection booth, and then they look at us, and they go, and then they go. Is that the exit? And we were like, <laughs> we were, I, th I think maybe it was me. It was like, no, the exit's right over there. And I pointed at the door. And then that's when they just fell back and fainted. <laughs> and then it gets even weirder. Yeah. After the movie, we go outside and this is like in River Oaks, which is kind of a nice part of Houston, but backs up to like the more, you know, the homeless are kind of uh, going. And there was a homeless man sitting there. And your mom, I think, just gives him a bag of Skittles. Which obviously is nice. The only thing that was odd is none of us knew where she got the Skittles from. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe a ghost handed it to her. Ooh. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's. We are three paranormal investigators with nothing better to do. I'm Austin Terry, and I'm joined by my best pals, Matt Johnson and Keith Baker. Matt, how's it going? It's going good. I gotta say, I don't know about how you guys are feeling, but I'm excited for this episode. I'm glad we're finally recording it because, I don't know, man, I think this is the most prep we've put into a show. Do you guys agree? This certainly was a lot of prep here. Keith, let me bring you in here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, it was a lot of movies to watch. Some I've seen, some I haven't seen. I guess out of all the ones, I would say there were some movies in there that I was definitely really disappointed with. And then, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, then some other sure. ones that I was like, oh yeah, this still holds up. So mm -hmm. Yeah, same here, same here. Well, today we have a show filled to the brim with spooks, and it's time to bring the brackets back. We've compiled a list of 12 horror movies that we think can contend to be crowned the best Halloween movie. We spent the entire month re-watching these movies to prepare for this episode. Matt, give us some thoughts so we can get into it. Yeah, this was a cool bracket to set up because I think it's a good combination of ones we actually think could win a bracket, ones that are just some personal favorites, and then also throwing in some ones that kind of represents 
uh, an era of horror or just a, a specific subgenre. So I think we really did our best here t- in order to genuinely get in some good movies here um, on top of not just our favorites. So I'm excited to kind of pit these against each other. And I know just based on looking at this here that there's going to be some hard choices. So this this is going to be an interesting show. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this one. Let's go ahead and establish some criteria for a movie to be able to win this contest or at least move on in a round. Okay, so yeah, number one, does it feel like this movie should be watched during Halloween? Agreed. Yeah, I think that's and a I good think, point. Yeah, on some level, I don't think it needs to be super scary or anything, but does it have at least tension? Like, I guess I should say it doesn't have to have like jump scares, but is it scary? Is there tension? That kind of thing as well is probably necessary for one of these to move forward as well. Yeah, I think, especially because this isn't a bracket for the scariest movie, this is a bracket for the best Halloween movie, but I do think on some level there needs to be a portion of the movie that scares you in order for it to move on as well. Yeah, and we're also going to be looking at some older movies here, so I guess maybe it's not entirely fair, but looking at legacy, what they did for the genre, that kind of thing, also obviously important, so how something holds up, even if it's new versus old, that kind of thing, so... Yeah, lots to look at here, but I think calling this the best Halloween movie, I think we can nail this down. Alrighty, let's go ahead and get into the competition. Keith, why don't you tell the audience who our one-seaters are? Okay, so our one-seaters are Scream, which I believe came out in 1996. Um... The Conjuring, It, Chapters 1 and 2, and then another classic, The Shining. So Keith just told you all the one-seaters. Everybody that's going to win in this first round will go on to face one of those films. Also, if you want to be able to view the bracket while you're listening to this episode, go check us out on Instagram at The Arnie's. We'll have it posted there for you to view. Okay, so our first round, we have The Grudge going up against Saw. The Grudge was released in 2004. It's directed by Takashi Shimizu and stars Sarah Michelle Gellar in the lead. Then we have Saw, which was also released in 2004, directed by James Wan, and it stars Carrie Elwes and Lee Wennell in the re- in the leads. This is a bit of a shitty off. Do you guys agree? <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, I don't know where you guys stand. I had never seen The Grudge before, and I put Saw on here just because we were kind of doing like an early 2000s thing with this bracket, and I thought. It might be fun to add it in. And I remember really liking at least the first Saw. So, yeah, as Keith kind of mentioned at the beginning, you know, there's some of these movies that you watch for the first time, some that you're revisiting and maybe you like them or don't. Yeah, this one I kind of revisited and was like, you know, it has it has some cool things. I don't know if I love it. And <laughs> the, grudge, the Grudge, I would say, at least is interesting, but it didn't work for me. So where do you guys kind of stand? Because I guess I'm a bit indifferent, at least to this matchup. I think I'm going to throw a vote for The Grudge. Um, the Grudge is something I personally submitted for this one. I I think it does not hold up as well over the years, but there are still some moments that can definitely like make me jump, and I do feel like it is something you can watch during Halloween and still be kind of creeped out a little bit by. Um, whereas Saw, for me, I think there are portions of it that do make it a really interesting detective movie, but every time I've come back to this franchise, it's just always not uh, enthralled me as much as it kind of did the first time I saw it. And I think the most interesting part of this movie is like the death traps, but there's only two in this first one. So it doesn't really hold my interest for the entire time that I watch it. I would, I think I'm going to have to go with Saul in this one. I think so. You'll have to be the tiebreaker, Matthew. I think the only reason is it's not so much that I liked Saul a lot. 
I think, like you said, Austin, it was a good detective movie. I like Danny Glover's character a lot. Uh, that one guy from Lost was in it. Oh, Ben Michael Emerson. How do why yeah. do I know that as as Ben Linus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost. Ben Linus, Lost. yeah, from Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we also have Christina Braveheart from Parenthood in this film as well. Christina Braveheart, or not Braveheart, <laughs> Christina Braverman. Well, hold on. How are you guys forgetting uh, the worst acting I've ever seen? Who? There are a lot of big actors in this movie, and they're all terrible. Like <laughs> Carrie Elwes is in The Princess Bride, and then Lee Winnell is in nothing, and it's no shock that he wasn't in anything after this. The two people trapped in the bathroom, if nobody remembers, it's like it's the brutal. worst acting I've, I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I always think of, uh, the part that always gets me is Gordon, the doctor, going, I know you're lying to me, or something like that. And I don't know if Carrie Elwes is British, but the whole entire movie, it sounds like he's trying to fake an American accent. He's like, why are you lying to me? And then it just cuts to Lee Winnell, and he's like, I'm not lying, Lawrence. Why would you say that? It's like, what? <laughs> so weird, man. But yeah, go go ahead with your point, Keith. What else did you want to say about Saw? Um, I guess it just pertains a little bit more to Halloween because of like the jigsaw figure. I guess it just kind of like has that Halloween yeah. creepy kind of feel. And overall, this movie just kind of kept me more on edge than The Grudge did. The Grudge, I kind of just got bored after a while and it really didn't scare me all that much i don't know if it's because i've already seen it before and i knew what to expect but i just didn't find it all that creepy there were were some creepy moments don't get me wrong but i just kind of felt bored throughout it and i was kind of just ready for it to end um so i'll say saul kept me a little bit more intrigued so i'm gonna throw a vote for saul i just find the story of the grudge a little bit more interesting for me and there are some moments that can still make me jump even though i've seen this movie a few times and there's two that sticks out for sure in my mind it's when she's riding home on the bus and the grudge face just appears out of nowhere that always makes me jump and then also whenever the grudge is under the covers of uh the sister in the movie that also it doesn't make me Mm. jump but it still like gives me the chills when i whenever that scene comes on yeah i think the grudge is definitely scarier i don't really think there's much doubt there um and they both do kind of have weird, interesting, nonlinear storytelling as well. So they certainly were both going for something. I do agree with Keith. I think Saw is certainly more of like a Halloween experience type movie, especially if you just kind of bite the bullet and watch the entire franchise, which I did one year. And it certainly is dumb and fun and just nonsensical and a good watch, no doubt. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to have to go Saw as well, only because I think I'm kind of with Keith that, granted, it was my first time watching The Grudge, but I kind of felt myself just wanting it to end. I think both these movies are pretty short, but The Grudge I found a bit boring. I found it a little bit confusing at times with the story when it would, like, jump around. I was like, wait, what? Like, what time period are we in? Like, what happened to said character in the present? I got a little bit confused and... It wasn't like I was interested enough to kind of try and figure it out. I was more just kind of ready for it to end. So I think I might have to go Saw on this one. Again, I don't think Saw is great, but I just didn't love The Grudge, unfortunately. Wow, I I really thought since this was the first time that both of y'all saw The Grudge, I I thought you guys were going to find it a little bit more interesting of a movie. I appreciated that it was going for something. I just... Maybe if I watched it again, I'd appreciate it more. But yeah, on the first watch, I just found it a bit boring and I didn't love how it jumped around so much. And honestly, it left me it left me a bit confused at times. Well, that's OK. Uh, congratulations to Saw. Saw will go on will go on to face Scream in round two. Our next competition here is 
the 2013 remake of Evil Dead, which is directed by Fetty Alvarez and stars Jane Levy in the lead. And then we have Insidious, which was released in 2010, directed by James Wan, and stars Patrick Wilson in the lead as well. well does anybody feel an extra willing to jump in here? I think what we're dealing with, just to set it up, is a couple of possession movies. One of them is obviously a famous remake. I think one of these movies is extremely underrated. And one of them is one that I revisited personally, hoping to like it like I used to, and I didn't. So that's just going to set it up. I won't say which one's which, so where do you Mm. guys stand with this bracket? I'll go ahead and go, because I know exactly which two movies you're talking about. The Evil Dead remake is extremely underrated and a great, scary horror movie. And Insidious was scary in theaters, but now is a very shitty movie. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah, I got okay. Well, I guess since Austin just jumped in, I guess I will come back in here and say I kind of agree. I loved it. I loved Insidious when we first watched it. You guys know that. I feel like this was a movie that we watched all the time. Weird. Yeah, when we were younger, the three of us have watched Insidious quite a bit together, and every time it scared us. And maybe it's one of those things, yeah, I'm not a huge horror person, you guys know that, I don't really seek them out, but whenever October does roll around, I do try and watch a couple that I haven't seen before, and um, yeah, so it was cool to go back and watch Insidious, there are certainly really strong elements and scary stuff going on, but yeah, for whatever reason, and we'll break it down a bit more once Keith jumps in, I just, Insidious this time around didn't work as well for me, whereas Evil Dead, it was only the second time I had seen it. And it still really works. So that's kind of where I'm at. What about you, Keith? Because I know you certainly used to like Insidious. Does it hold up for you still? And I just really quick, Keith, I I also don't understand why Insidious looks so bad to me now because it came out in 2010. And there's parts of this movie that look like a B-horror movie. Like it looks like they had no budget for some of this. I I have an answer for that. But yeah, Keith, what about you? Where are you at? And then we'll talk about that. Man, on these two, I mean, I'm with y'all on Evil Dead. It's definitely underrated. Insidious, I think, holds up a little bit more for me than it does for Mm -hmm. you guys. I don't know. I just like the story of Insidious. I thought it was I thought it was a really cool story. Yeah, I agree. Maybe I not agree. the jump scares are not as you know scary as they were when we first saw it in theaters, but um, I thought the acting was still really good. Patrick Wilson mm-hmm. and um, oh, dude, I think Patrick Wilson's trash in this one. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? And I don't, I don't yeah, we we have the Conjuring on here, which we'll get to eventually, and I think he's great in that. I think he's. It looks like it's his first movie in Insidious. <laughs> I, I still like him. In it. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it was the James Wan connection. But the only thing I could think about when you said Patrick Wilson is trash is I just think about the close up of him and Aquaman going, "I am the Ocean Master." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought of that. Anyway, Keith, please go ahead. What else about Insidious you want to mention? The uh, and I like. I still like the uh, the whole possession coma thing with their son i thought that was kind of cool and what they called the further and how they had to go yeah in and yeah, find yeah. and find him and there's creepy weird mannequin kind of characters i still Ooh. thought that was all really cool and kind of creepy and i yeah, and that i thought that still holds up and i think the music kind of makes this movie too they have some it's it has kind of a good background soundtrack that uh, goes along yeah. with the creepiness uh evil dead this movie i forgot how bloody this movie was and how like disturbing this I think at the was. time it actually set the record for most fake blood used in a film. I think I, I remember reading it. that when it came out. Yeah, and there's definitely some disturbing scenes in this one where you're like, "Holy shit!" Especially when she gets like raped and like possessed by that one by the whatever yeah. demon it is, the, like the, tree. the tree, the tree, yeah, the right? tree. Yeah. yeah, I completely forgot about that. I was like, "Holy shit!" And I think Evil Dead has a lot more action, which I liked. So. If you guys are both voting for Evil Dead, I might have to just not vote on this one and just go ahead and let it go. Majority rules because I'm kind of indecisive on it. 
Yeah, I'm I'm for sure going to be voting for Evil Dead. I think I just really like how they set this up to have like a, a legit reason of why these people are at this cabin. I, I think yes. it just makes it yes. so much more grounded, um, especially for a horror movie. Like the acting here is fantastic. You can buy that. Everybody really cares about Mia. And then when things do start going down, it's it's terrifying and hard to watch. Yeah, I like that too. I, I know the three of us have watched the original Evil Dead together as well. And I could be wrong, but I think they just go to the cabin for a vacation, which obviously there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But I did really like in the remake that they're all going there to basically kind of lock Mia in, in a sense, in order to get over her drug habit once and for all. And, and how it sets it up for nobody to believe her as well, because they just think she's being a junkie. Yeah, and also talk about a really satisfying conclusion because I feel like in movies like this, usually the person either stays possessed or dies, or maybe if you're lucky, like the last five minutes, the heroes or protagonists kind of finally pull them out of their um, messed up state and then the movie just ends. But this one's kind of different and cool where the protagonist, the brother, um, because Mia seems like the protagonist, but then she gets possessed and is possessed the entire movie. The brother is finally able to break her out of it. It's like, okay, I guess the movie's done. And then there's this whole twist where, no, now he's dead. And she has this whole kind of third act where she gets to kind of reintroduce herself to you, the audience, and stand up for herself and kill the demon once and for all. And it's really, like, awesome and feels like a good conclusion and satisfying that she got to come out of it and do that. Um, I do, I don't want to just completely shit on Insidious. I do think there's stuff that holds up. I think the best part of the movie is still whenever Patrick Wilson goes into the further and the way they showed that is still creepy. And to Austin's point though, I think the reason it doesn't hold up is because unfortunately a lot of the jump scares are CG based. Yeah. 10 years on now, most of the scares like the red demon crawling on the wall is not scary because it's like, so blatantly just visual effects. Yeah. There are good moments. Um, there's no doubt. I I actually kind of like the acting. I like the coma story as well that Keith mentioned. Uh, there's still there's still a reason to watch Insidious is what I'm saying. Yeah, but and Rose Brin too is great in this movie as yes, well. I really yes, buy yes, her yes, performance. Yes. And I will add one point to uh, Evil Dead that I think it maybe fits our criteria for Halloween. And that's the fact that it takes place in a cabin, a creepy cabin in the woods, which is kind of Halloween-ish. Yeah. So yeah, just one more yeah. thing going towards it. It sounds like I'm in the middle of you guys when it comes to Insidious, but in order to just move on here, ultimately, I was just so impressed by Evil Dead. Even on my second watch, it really made me go, you know what? This might be one that I have to watch every year just because I think it's so good. So, And unfortunately, Insidious was the opposite where I kind of feel like I don't want to watch it anymore going forward because it doesn't hold up anymore. So I am going to lock in my Evil Dead vote as well. All right. Um, and just to be clear, I am joking kind of when I say Insidious is a shitty movie. There are certainly moments that are still great, and I'm definitely not going to watch it again, probably ever, because it, it just looked so bad this time. But at the time when we saw it in theaters, it was it was so great, and that Tiptoe Through the Tulip song will always creep me out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, I don't want to completely shit on it, but I'm never watching it again in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the evil, evil Dead will go on to face The Conjuring in round two. And now we have another competition here. We have The Orphanage or El Orphanato versus Hereditary. Uh, the Orphanage was released in 2007. It's directed by J.A. Bayona and it stars Belen Ruda in the lead. And then we have Hereditary, which was released in 2018, directed by Ari Aster and stars Tony Collette and a host of other big names. Yeah, so we're dealing with definitely two psychological thrillers, a couple possessions and just how horror affects families in particular, a whole family. So I, yeah, I want to hear you guys first because 
I don't know, Keith, you submitted Hereditary. I hadn't seen it yet. It was one of those just weird big movies that I missed for whatever reason. So it was the first time I watched it. But I know neither of you had seen The Orphanage. So I'd love to hear kind of your guys' thoughts on this first. I actually kind of would rather you tell me your thoughts on The Orphanage first, Matt, because you've kind of been championing this movie to the two of us. So I really want to know your thoughts on it and why you thought it should be in this bracket. Yeah, I, I, I will I will preface. I don't if we're going off the criteria that is like, is it a movie you can watch during Halloween? I don't think this one is necessarily that. But at the same time, it's one that I watched in college for the first time. I'd never heard of it. Um, my friends pitched it to me as like, have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? I was like, yeah, I really love Pan's Labyrinth, which I almost submitted as well. So I was like, well, that, that's high praise. And then they're like, well, yeah, Del Toro produced this movie. I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. So I checked it out and I just thought this was an amazing movie. Again, I will preface, is it like an amazing movie to watch at Halloween? Probably not. But it's just so atmospheric. I love the characters. I love that there's kind of this really cool, genuine, at least for me, mystery involved in the story that I could not predict until the end when I first watched it. And I really loved kind of, I like movies where the protagonist is doing something altruistic. It's like, I'm going to come to the orphanage that I grew up at. I'm going to reopen it. And then it's like, why is all this horror happening to her? Like, she doesn't deserve it. And then time passes. There's this mystery. Where's her son? And then you find it out at the end. She makes her own choices. And it's not like a bunch of jump scares. Like, it didn't feel like cheap scares to me. It just felt like really atmospheric. It felt so tense. Like, I was like, Someone was just like <laughs> about to grab me while I'm watching the movie. And I love where it ends. It has the Del Toro feel. So, yeah, does it meet all of our criteria? I admit no, but I still love this movie. For me, it holds up and it creeps me the hell out more so than a lot of movies on this list. And I really love the characters and the vibe and what they went for here. So what about you guys? Um, I, I really liked what you said about tension for the orphanage because it does have that that te- those tense moments for sure. Um, the performances are fantastic and it's, it's such a well-made movie, especially for being 2007. It definitely holds up like so well. Um, mm-hmm. I think ultimately though, I am going to throw a vote for Hereditary because while I did really enjoy watching The Orphanage, I was never like actually scared while watching it. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that's not like a, something required to win, but uh, Hereditary really does build tension um, so well throughout the movie, just like The Orphanage does. But Hereditary never lets up. Like I feel like you're on edge the entire movie. And then I think the last 15 minutes of Hereditary are just genuinely terrifying and um, yeah. really do have like a pretty good Halloween feel with like the witch lore and all that sort of stuff. Um, so ultimately, I'm going to throw a vote to Hereditary. Yeah, very similar movies, actually, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, I was surprised uh, like, with family yeah. trauma and all that. Yeah, so this is, this is a really good pair up. So what about you, Keith? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm going to throw a vote to Hereditary as well. Uh, not that I didn't like El Orfanato, but I just felt myself being confused a lot during that movie. I was just kind of wondering. I must, I don't know what I missed. I must have missed something. Like what? I was like, I was confused of what happened to the children. Did they die? Or did they get lost? Or and then I found it to be kind of slow at some times. Um, didn't find it to be all that creepy. I was kind of just waiting for something to happen i guess yeah that's a good way to put it i kept waiting to get scared almost yeah. and it, it never yeah, ultimately got true. there for me but i just kind of found it dragged on for me and i didn't i don't know just wasn't just didn't do it for me but hereditary i was disturbed the entire time the entire time i was <laughs> yeah i was you know heart was racing the entire time especially like with the, from the beginning to the end the beginning with the sister and how creepy she looked and her head getting thrown off and and then uh, all the way to the end where you said, like you said, Austin, the last 10 minutes of Hereditary were so creepy with the, the people from 
whatever they were, the Hell's Demons, whatever, like whatever they were called. The followers of Payman. <laughs> it looks like Hereditary is going to win, but Matt, since this was your first time seeing Hereditary, I want to know what you thought of it as well. I got to say, even though I, I was the one that submitted The Orphanage and I love it, I got to go Hereditary as well. This movie is so amazing and... Wow, yeah. The, the acting in this movie might be the best on our list. Would you guys agree with that? I feel like everybody oh, in this movie yeah. is just what's incredible. his name? Nate Wolf, uh, Alex Wolf, the other, Alex the Wolf. other naked, the other naked, yeah, other naked brother. Man. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He played Alex a good Wolf part. is great, man. And Gabriel yeah. Byrne from Usual Suspects playing the dad is great. Millie Shapiro plays the daughter, who this was her debut, and she's amazing. So, yeah, this movie, like you guys said, it's just constantly disturbing and i would say to your guys's point you're kind of waiting for something to happen in the orphanage and it doesn't always get there i think you're always waiting for something to happen in hereditary and something that something unexpected is always happening and scaring you and there's there's no real jump scares really it's just yeah. atmospheric and i love how they use lighting too where where you think something's yeah. there and then the lighting changes and then you realize oh yeah there is something there and i was gonna terrifying. say which is kind of like <laughs> if you think about it it's almost the opposite of the jump scare there's parts where they just show you something in the background and like they're not like boo there's no music change it's just they're in the background it's like oh my god yeah. what's happening and sometimes they just walk away or sometimes they'll do something but yeah, and the longer amazing. the longer you have to look yeah. at it, the more scared you get too. Yeah, and Hereditary is also complex in its story. Like, it's really interesting how this possession is being passed down. It has to apparently get into a male host, and how that works is extremely interesting. And oh man, I I just love this movie, man. I love how they set up the the previous mental illness and how the mother has treated the kids in the past, and how that adds to what's all going on in the present in terms of what we're watching in the movie and. Man, the cult stuff dude. is super interesting too. Yeah, it's compelling. And at the end, just watching his face whenever he's basically been finally possessed and taken over, it's just so sad and soul crushing. Alrighty, well, Hereditary will go on to face it, chapters one and two. And now, in our final contest of round one, we have some classics. We have Halloween, which was released in 1978, directed by John Carpenter, and had Michael Myers making his debut to horror fans. Going up against A Nightmare on Elm Street, which was released in 1984, directed by Wes Craven, and we have Freddy Krueger making his debut alongside a tank-topped Johnny Depp. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So this was cool, man, because like Austin said, we wanted to get some classics in here. I think it only makes sense. If we're doing best Halloween movies, there's some amazing films from, you know, pre-2000, like we mentioned earlier. Obviously, we're 90s kids and 2000s kids, so those are kind of where we're at. But it was nice to revisit. And uh, yeah, I'll be honest, I had never seen Halloween or A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I said, I don't seek out horror movies, so... I'll go see stuff in theaters with friends if they want to or if there's cool new stuff coming out. But I'd never really growing up had a reason to watch these older movies because I wasn't into that genre. So it was cool to finally watch them. I'll just go ahead and say I, I don't really have a strong leaning either way. Keith, I know you have a big uh, fanfare for classic movies. So I, I think you guys need to kind of duke this one out and then I'll be the swing vote. Interesting. Well, that, that's, that's kind of cool because I don't really know where Keith stands. For me, I guess Keith and I will talk and Austin, you just jump in when you want. Because for me, like I said... These are old movies. There's aspects that are... It's tougher for these movies to hold up than the other stuff we've talked about. But I guess I'll just say it right now. For me, A Nightmare on Elm Street did hold up. Halloween, 
I honestly, I can appreciate that it invented this subgenre of slasher. I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis just in general, and this was obviously her debut, and she's the original Scream Queen, so that was great. But for me, Halloween is just a really cheap movie, not in terms of what it costs to make it, but just the acting sucks. It's not scary for me. <laughs> and it's like most of the Michael Myers scares is just him staring at you from like outside a window, which, yeah, it's atmospheric, but like... I'm supposed to be as scared as the characters and I'm not. And A Nightmare on Elm Street, I thought was an amazing, creepy movie still, even 40 years later. So, Keith, what about you? Where are you at on this? My views have changed. Yeah, I'm with you. Nightmare on Elm Street was awesome, I thought. And Halloween did not hold up for me. I saw Halloween once, I guess, when I was maybe like 10 or 11. My dad maybe showed it to me. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was creepy then, but that's when you're like 10 years old. But now... I was like, this movie kind of sucks. I mean, Jamie Lee, <laughs> Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. I like her. She's, you know, the acting was okay in it, I guess. But uh, yeah. there was lots of moments that were just kind of filler moments, like that just didn't. Need, it could have been. It just could have been like a forty-five minute movie. It didn't need it to could be. Could have, yeah. <laughs> it didn't need to be like however long it was, hour and a half or two hours, whatever. I really thought the creepiest part of Halloween was at the very beginning when they're dr- they're driving over to the uh, mental institution and they're all all the. Uh, the yeah, the that's a great point, Keith. Are out in the field. That was probably the yeah. creepiest part. And he jumps in the car. That was my favorite part of the movie. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say I was really surprised by how effective the opening of Halloween is and how it yeah. sucks you in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do also think Halloween does some really interesting stuff. Uh, if you think about when it, when it came out, I think it does do some really interesting first camera stuff as well or first person camera stuff even though it doesn't look great right now i think it's cool that they were trying to kind of do different stuff when they made that movie as well yeah halloween there's no doubt what it, how influential it is for sure uh nightmare on elm street though i just want to say freddy krueger is not the creepiest character mm-hmm. but it didn't have this long build up to it which i kind of liked it just kind of just jumped in to her them having the dreams and i kind of like that that part of it that freddy was half in their dreams and half in reality dang i uh i really was gonna lean towards halloween in this one honestly um i i I honestly did enjoy watching both of these movies a lot more than i expected to just because i i really did not like watching old movies um but i just think i just found the dynamic of halloween so interesting with the babysitters being across the street from each other and like kind of not knowing what's going on in either location um I think the writing is garbage in both of these movies, but I think Elm Street's writing is worse, especially the line. No I wrote it down with, with the, the guy in the prison, and he's talking about Freddy, and he's like, couldn't even see the fucker. Like, he, they can't even cuss. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that guy did have a funny accent. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I just, I just felt like everybody was overacting in Elm Street, and I, I think... And everybody in Halloween wasn't. <laughs> I guess I just found it more jarring in Elm Street, but I, I also think yeah. no, that's, I was surprised, too, because, like... I felt like all the dream stuff looked terrible today, which obviously it's going to. But I felt like everything else, like um, everything else without Freddy, still looked really good. So I was ultimately just let down by kind of the way Freddy looks as well. And I will say, Halloween also, despite it being old, it, it did kind of get me with some of the jump scares, which I wasn't expecting to happen either. Um, but you guys both voted for Elm Street, so ultimately the point is mute. Yeah, I think with Elm Street, the worst part of it is when Freddy gets all cg and weird even like with his back long then, arms <laughs> yeah even back then it's like was this scary because I mean, it's not scary whenever he just like makes his arms long you know but 
Yeah, I, I think for me, it's just the premise. The premise is so amazing. It's like the one place on your kids that you feel safe after watching a scary movie is to like, you just hope you can get to sleep as fast as you can so that you can just like put it out of your mind and wake up the next day and maybe have a nightmare, but at least you'll be past it the next day. And they're just like, no, the dreams of going to sleep is the one thing you can't do in this movie. And it's yeah. so cool. I think the acting is actually pretty good. Obviously, Johnny Depp is a creepo now, but um, I guess he always was. This guy was always a weirdo. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he is good in this movie. Nancy, the character, I think is amazing. And I also love that they introduce us in this movie to, I can't remember her name, but they introduce us to a main character in this movie, the blonde, who's like the main. And then a few minutes in, she's talking about these dreams she's having. It's like, okay, I guess she's the per, like the person's like perspective we're going to have here. And then the way she dies, and it's like, wait, is she dying right now? Because I thought that she was the main character. And it the looked way really the boy, good, too. The way the boyfriend is watching her being dragged across the ceiling, it looked I was that was the thing I was like this is holding up extremely well. And then obviously it switches main characters. And, and that's what I meant where everything outside of the dreams I thought looked great. Yes. Just everything with Freddy with looked I pretty bad. Yeah, and I know Freddy obviously an icon and from what I understand as the films go on he kind of becomes more um comic relief in in a sense whereas in this original he's supposed to be more kind of just straightforward and scary. And I, I didn't love Freddy in this movie. He's definitely the le- my least favorite part, but I was just so compelled by the other characters and how they actually combat him by staying awake and trying to find a way to drag him into reality. And yeah, I, I found it extremely compelling. So yeah, like we started, it sounds like we we're voting for Nightmare, but I just wanted to make sure to get that out there because I was just so impressed with this movie. Definitely going to be on my list to watch going forward. And I think I'm actually going to try and watch some of the sequels and see if I like those as well. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm, a, I'm an Elm Street fan now. All right. Well, Elm Street will go on to face The Shining in round two. So let's go ahead and get into our second round here. We have Scream going up against Saw. Scream was released in 1996, directed by Wes Craven, and stars Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. There's actually a lot of people that are famous now in this movie. You got yeah. uh, David Arquette as Dewey. You got uh, Ski Ulrich as Billy. Matthew Lillard. Um, um, Jamie Kennedy. Rose McGowan. So yeah, lots of like people that are still around. So it's a fun cast to watch. So yeah, again, again, had you? I know Keith, you and I are big Scream fans. I know that. Austin, again, why don't you lead us off here? Because you hadn't seen Scream before. Obviously, this is the second round, so lots to talk about here. So where are you at, Austin? So, so I had seen Scream before. Oh, okay. Here's what I'll say, though. I, I had seen Scream before. I've never understood the hype for it. I never, mm-hmm. I've never gotten why people love it so much. I'd also never watched it with a group before. And I watched mm. Scream this time with my wife and some of our friends that we had over. And I got to say... We had a good time. It was really fun watching this with a group of people where everyone is kind of pointing out the goofiness and the meta-ness of it. So while overall, I, I still really don't understand the, kind of the big hype around Scream and why people love it so much. I did have a really good experience watching it um, this time around. So I, I think I am going to vote for Scream over Saw. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love Scream. I think the, the thing you just pointed out is the best part about it. It's so fun to watch in groups. And the meta nature is so cool. And the fact that Wes Craven, you know, who obviously famous for directing A Nightmare on Elm Street, revisited this genre. I guess, I mean, he, he was always big in the horror. But like, I guess what I mean is like 20 years later, after that huge hit, he comes back to the genre and just 
totally flips it on its head and he's pointing out all the dumb, stupid stuff and why characters act that way. But at the same time, it's one of those things where I think with spoofs, it's like you want to appreciate the meta-ness, but you also want the movie to actually be good and have good characters. I think they nailed it in Scream. I think all these characters are super fun and compelling while at the same time they're kind of breaking the fourth wall and pointing stuff out while still doing it. It's, it's really interesting how they found that balance. And yeah, so Keith, what about you jumping here? I know you love Scream just as much as I do. For me, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I love Scream. It's kind of like, since it came out in 96, it's kind of like horror meets American Pie for me. It kind of has that yeah. high school movie yeah. kind of feel. Um, it's, it's a good mix of scary, uh, comedy, a little bit of drama, lots of goofiness in this movie for sure. It has one of my favorite beginnings of oh, any yeah. Halloween movie. That beginning yeah. with Drew Barrymore and Ghostface on the phone, you know, what's your mm-hmm. favorite scary movie? And then and they're going through that whole <laughs> sequence and the popcorn's on fire, her boyfriend's in the backyard, about to get killed. I, I thought that was awesome. I love That's like one of my favorite beginnings to any, probably any horror slash Halloween movie. Again, like he did with Nightmare on Elm Street, it was so cool that it's like, are they killing the main character right now? The same thing, they yeah. you show us Drew Barrymore, especially in 96, it's like, oh cool, I love Drew Barrymore, it's gonna be great. And then she dies five minutes in, it's like, what? And Pretty then, brutal death, too. Oh, yeah. Easily the most brutal in the movie, I would say. So... Yeah, I think this is great. Just just for uh, fun, Austin, I'd be curious, especially since you watched it with a group. I always say Scream is cool because you feel like it It feels really obvious who the killer is at multiple times. Um, I think they do a good job actually like throwing different options at you. It's like, oh, it's them, and it keeps changing. But by the end, it's like, it's got to be Billy, right? Um, but where are you guys at whenever they revealed that there's two? Were you guys expecting that? Did you know that? How are you, how are you feeling about that? I hated the dynamic of it being two. <laughs> I, that's my least favorite part of, of this film. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why I can understand why one person's a psychopath, but why are there two psychopaths and their best <laughs> friends? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. But um, it does have also one of my kind of uh, sequence I surprised I ended up actually really liking. Um, is the, It's a scene where the, kind of the nerdy guy who loves horror movies is watching TV. And he's telling all the characters like, don't do this, don't do that. Like, look behind you, look behind you. And then the, the guys, the scream guys coming up behind him. I, that was really fun to watch in a group and everyone was laughing. So I got to shout that out too. Yeah, I think the killer thing is really interesting. I actually think on rewatch it gets better. Is it silly? Of course. But I love that like these two young kids are trying to be so cool if you want to say that and like really edgy and stuff like that and they're like there's nothing there's nothing scarier than no motive sydney but it turns out (laughs) he's just a high school kid that actually does feel things so of course he can say there's no motive but then he reveals your mom some with my dad broke up our marriage so of course there's a motive like he can say there's no motive but he wants to kill people because he's so fucked up from the way sydney's mom and his dad messed up his his family dynamic and then matthew lillard's just like i'm gutting by peer pressure i think it's so funny dude <laughs> it, matthew it is lillard funny it is, is funny. so good in this movie <laughs> i i gotta shout it out before i move on the scene where jamie kennedy is like do you think that, or Randy, the character, do you think I have a shot with Sydney? And the way he just laughs and is like, oh, and like points at him. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. and then he just goes straight face and no chance. <laughs> it just gets me every time. There was also, he has another line at uh, towards the end whenever they've already <laughs> been stabbed. Yeah. They've already been stabbed. And he's like losing blood. He's like, get a little woozy here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's completely bleeding out and he's like, my mom and dad are going to kill me. <laughs> He's just, like, gushing blood. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, man. I-, I agree with Austin. It is silly at the end, but <laughs> I still enjoy it. And I would say for people... And ultimately, that's also the point, too, that it's silly, so you can't really harp on it too much. Yeah. Yeah, and last thing before we move on, I would say, because like I said earlier, I'm definitely going to like get into the Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I want to check out some of these sequels before Halloween in a few days, but I would recommend as somebody that has seen all four Scream movies, you got to check these out. I think, especially in groups if you can, even if you just do it virtually, because it, it, it honestly, for me, gets better. Scream 3 is the worst, but even that one's still great. Scream 4, which came out more recently, really cool reboot. They're doing Scream 5. I can't wait to bring the cast back. So definitely a full franchise I would recommend watching. All righty. Scream will move on to the semifinals round. And now we have The Conjuring going up against Evil Dead. Ooh. The Conjuring was released in 2013. It was directed by James Wan, and it stars Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, so this is, this this one's is tough. a pretty tough This one's going to be tough. Yeah, I think both of these movies are fantastic, so if anyone feels strongly, go ahead and jump in. I guess we should also mention uh, Conjuring was a big deal for us in 2013, because again, like I've already said, I don't seek out horror movies. I will watch them, but especially even just seven years ago in 2013, I was not actively watching them. But you guys dragged me to the theater for this one. And man, we had this was this was a fun theater experience. I'm we glad had that a I at least blast in the theater. I got to see this in theaters. I was I was legit, and I never do this, but I was screaming out loud. I was covering <laughs> my eyes at parts. I think just kind of like everybody else being there, and it was like a, a packed theater. Really, just heightened the experience. So I'm glad I had that. But I will say now the scares don't hold up for me really at all in The Conjuring. There's and not even that's not even a bad thing. I think it's an amazing film. But the actual just scares themselves don't really work all that well. I will say it has a top tier scare that still got me even just watching this by myself, dude. When Because they set up this really fun, almost like in the orphanage, they have the hide and seek game, which is really creepy. And I love how they played with you that. You want to play game. hide and clap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, clap. and in this one, they have hide and clap, which is like, which can we, can we talk about hide and clap for a second? Because you're supposed to, the seeker has their eyes closed, obviously, and they count. Everybody runs away and then they go, okay, first clap. Everybody claps. And you're supposed to then find somebody with only two other claps. Like <laughs> when they play this in that movie, the mom's like, oh, okay, first clap, and they sound like two miles away, and then they walk like 10 feet. It's like, second clap, and it's like, how do you win this game? Anyway, anyway, what I was saying was, the top tier scare, though, is whenever the mom is playing, and they end up, of course, they end up down in the creepy basement, man, and she finally gets out. It's like, okay, we're safe, and then the final clap happens. It just, out of pitch black, the hands reach out on the side of her head and just claps, and then everything goes black. I was like, ah! Even by myself. <laughs> it was the only moment in any of these movies that I audibly screamed while like rewatching them. So that was that was, that was, that was a fun moment. Another top tier scare for me too is when you first see Bathsheba on top of the wardrobe as well. Oh yeah, that was. I creepy. think that's a, it's just the the design of that character is just terrifying. Yeah. yeah, no, that was good. That was good. And even even at the end, whenever it's silly, whenever her face shows up on top of the mom's face, I was like, oh god, that is scary. And then also, I will say, Evil Dead also has a, a pretty good, not really a scary moment, but a pretty good chilling moment. And it's whenever Mia is possessed and she sticks her head up through the little oh basement God, door dude. and she's watching say. everybody and she's like, do it, do it. <laughs> whenever, no, whenever the um, the girlfriend character of the of the, of the brother, the, the brother's girlfriend, um, who's easily the worst character in the movie, because just because the, she just randomly shows up and they don't like give her any lines. So I kind of felt bad. But whenever she's cutting her arm off... Um, and she's Mia egging is her on just the, is just in the the main room just pushing yeah that's what i'm thing. talking about she, the oh the makeup is amazing it's so scary anyway and jane levy too is fantastic 
Yeah, I want to hear what you guys think about The Conjuring more. Like I said, it, it is a good movie, no doubt. The scares themselves, aside from the couple we mentioned, don't really hold up for me. So where are you guys at on this movie? Do you, did it hold up for you? Do you still like it? Yeah, I've I've seen The Conjuring multiple times since we saw it in theaters, and it, it's held up every time uh, for me. I, the scares honestly still get me. They, they don't make me jump as much um, as, as the first time, obviously, but... I still think this is a really creepy movie. I think it's got all the great elements, too, of a good scary movie. It's got a good possession. It's got an interesting investigation. It's got creepy kids. It's got um, a haunted house. Uh, so I, And it's got a really interesting backstory, too, for the origins of the scariness in this house as well. I'm going to lean more towards The Conjuring. I think it just meets more of the criteria for me. Like you said, Austin, it has a haunted house. It has a really cool story. I thought the, the acting was awesome in this with... Uh, Patrick Wilson and I can never Vera Farmiga. Yeah, yeah Vera Patrick Farmiga. Wilson's gonna Patrick Wilson's gonna win the Mark Hamill's most improved award for his performance <laughs> yeah. in Insidious. Yeah, and I also like Ron Livingston as the dad. I thought he played a good part, and I think all the kids did a good part too. Um, yeah, I just thought the story was cool. I liked the I liked all the the hunting aspects of the house and 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 the possession of the uh, the mom. I thought it was that was still scared the shit out of me. Um, mm. maybe not as much as it did when I first saw it, but still scary nonetheless. Um, I just, yeah, I just thought it was overall a better story than Evil Dead. And one more point I would just say, I like the, uh, I really like the story of, uh, the Warrens, I guess that was her name, right? Um, yeah, yeah the de- demol- de- demonologist or whatever. I liked their story. I liked how they had that room in their house with all the haunted things. I thought that was so cool. I do hate the Annabelle stuff in this movie. I know that obviously they made a trilogy out of it, but I hate that the movie starts with the Annabelle stuff. I'm like, this isn't scary. This is stupid. Why are we starting with this? But I do I do also like where they start us with the Warrens. I like that there was this mysterious possession that happened off camera that really messed up Lorraine Warren. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like she's this interesting medium character. So there was some interesting stuff there. I think just to, just to say it so Austin can go from there, I... I feel like when it comes to the brackets we've done with both food movies and TV and as well as the um, the scores, I do think, and maybe I shouldn't, but I, I feel like I'm always going to lean towards something that impresses me multiple times as opposed to something that I didn't quite like as much the second time. So I'm going to vote for Evil Dead because I really liked it when I first saw it. And on this watch, I thought it was amazing and it held up in every way for me. Whereas with The Conjuring, I thought it was amazing when I first saw it and it's so scary. And this time, I think it's a solid movie, but I wasn't scared except for two times, mostly just the one time that I mentioned. And ultimately, it does feel a bit overbloated. another kind of long movie that it's like, I like how there's a lot going on backstory-wise, but I don't think all of it was necessary. And then Bathsheba, kind of this, this the monster of the movie, is really only, it feels like weirdly only a threat. I know obviously she's throughout the movie, but only like a physical threat for the last five minutes in a weird way, just how they presented it. So yeah, I think I'm going to go Evil Dead. I just got more out of it this time. I like The Conjuring. It's definitely not bad, but yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with something that has impressed me on multiple viewings. Oh man, this is tough. Here's, here's what I'll say about The Evil Dead. Until I saw The Evil Dead in theaters, I never understood. And a little background, Keith and I saw Evil Dead together without Matt. So Keith and I saw that in theaters together. And until we saw it, I had never understood why people like horror movies. I, it just never clicked to me. I I never liked being scared. I never really sought horror movies out uh, until I saw Evil Dead. And then we just had such a good time in the theaters watching that, that that's when it clicked for me. And I was like, oh, this is actually really fun watching horror movies. Um, and kind of like Matt said, every time I've seen Evil Dead since then, it's held up, creeped me out. Um, I really like how efficient and quick it is too. It's only an hour and a half and it goes by really fast. 
Um, so I think I am going to end up voting for the Evil Dead. I don't even know how wow. good I feel about it because I think The Conjuring is <laughs> so good, but I'll vote for Evil Dead. I think it's tough. I think it's tough with um, a matchup like this. It's it's honestly nothing against The Conjuring, but when you have a movie that's an hour and a half, it feels like no bloat. It just has a point. It does it, executes it perfectly. It does specifically in this instant instance with this bracket, it does make me look less favorably on The Conjuring, which just has, I think, too much in it, like I said. And it's like, yeah, that could have been cut out, whereas it's hard to argue, you know, with the hour and a half runtime where it's just so efficient as opposed to the two plus hour one where it's like, did we need all this stuff? But, you know. I think you have a good point, too, about The Conjuring not really holding up because these both came out in 2013 and The yeah, Evil Dead holds true. up better. Yeah, I'll just say, yeah, these two movies are kind of very different from each other because if it was, yeah. the, if it was yeah. the Conjuring versus Insidious, I think The Conjuring would win oh, over Insidious. Oh, easy, easy, easy. Yeah, for sure. I, I also think Evil Dead, though, does kind of capture some of that shock horror, too, that you would get in Saw. Um, That's so a good it, point. I think it does it's, have some of that elements yeah. as well. It does have that gore element. I don't love gore, but when it's done well and kind of it makes sense with the story they're telling, I do think it can be interesting and entertaining just like with watching with friends and stuff like that. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's kind of a more refined version of that early 2000s gore and movies that was too much and gross and this time it actually kind of makes sense so yeah and i guess the only other thing too i'll say is the conjuring doesn't do it very heavily but it still does rely on jump scares for some of its scares um and evil dead doesn't really do that either it just seeks to creep you out yeah evil dead just scares the hell out of you even when there's not a scare happening <laughs> because like you always know just like with the original with which by the way people should go check out the original two evil dead movies and army of darkness because bruce campbell's amazing but um the makeup in both versions even this many years apart is still haunting like and just knowing that this monster the possessed mia is down in the basement everyone even when nothing is happening just knowing she's down there is horrific and and awful and scary and there's also a few a few scenes a few scenes too where they don't stay on it but the camera does pan and you still see her looking from the basement too like there is that there is that that straight on that straight on scene too, where she is antagonizing the girl that cuts off her arm. But then there's also earlier scenes too, where they're just panning around the room and you just see her eyes staring at you. Also really cool opening as well that I forgot about. There's a cool opening in this version of evil dead where uh, you're basically, there's a girl trapped in the woods. She gets beat over the head and a bag put on her head. So obviously you assume the worst is like, Oh my God, like these scary people that live out in the middle of this nowhere by this cabin are just going to kill this girl. I'm so scared. And then they, they tie her to a pole and it's like, Oh no, they're going to perform a ritual on her. And then I, and then her dad comes out. It's like, no, what? Why is their dad here? And the dad's about to kill her. It's like, Oh my God, this is so scary. And then of course the reveal, no, she's already been possessed. Everything that happens later in the movie is already happening with this group. So now the dad is going to kill the daughter. And then the daughter of course reveals that she's possessed. I was like, Oh, that was such a cool opening. And I love how it pays off later. So, yeah, I'm going Evil Dead. I feel like we we, we made that decision a while ago, but we can't stop gushing about Evil Dead. <laughs> Come down here and let me suck your cock, pretty boy. <laughs> I, I love the uh, the voice. Like, the possessed voice is so creepy, too. Yeah. Okay. Here we have another Ooh. competition that's going to be hard This one's going to be me. interesting, man. This is interesting. Ooh. We have It, Chapters 1 and 2. Released in 2017 and 2019, directed by Andy Machete, starring Bill Skarsgård as as Pennywise, going up against Hereditary. 
So Austin was the one that kind of compelled me to watch the first It. Obviously, in 2017, when it came out, it was the biggest deal. I just had no real affinity for It. I know it was huge in the early 90s. I didn't really care. I thought the trailers were cool, but I wasn't like that excited to see it. Austin was the one that eventually convinced me to. So I did and was like, oh, this is a good movie. I really enjoy this. And then I've seen it, I think, three total times now. And even though I liked it, surprisingly, I I never saw It Chapter 2 until for this podcast. I watched it for the first time. And so here's where I'm at. And I want to get kind of your opinion. And Keith, feel free to jump in as well, even though you didn't finish him. It doesn't really matter. I'm kind of at a tough spot because I don't love It Chapter 1 as much as everybody else. I do think it's a good movie, no doubt. Um, The scares don't hold up at all. And for me, I hate the fact that they just rely on CG for Pennywise. It looks stupid. It looks stupid in 2017. It looks stupid now. I like the practical stuff, like when he turns into the leper and stuff like that. But whenever he just opens his mouth and all the teeth come out or he jumps out of the projector, I just laugh. It just looks so dumb. Anyway, the movie itself is great. Like the actual character development and the way these kids like react to what's going on. They're going to take matters into their own hands. It chapter one, big thumbs up. It chapter two, I think it's, it's, first of all, it's a three hour movie. Um, no good. Uh, <laughs> and the beginning is amazing, dude. The opening of this movie where it returns, this couple is just beaten near to death and dairy. And then one is thrown over a bridge and who's there to pull them out of the water? Pennywise. It's so good. The opening of this movie. And then I love Mike calling everybody back to dairy, seeing where they're all at 27 years later is really cool. And what happens to Stan? I was like, honestly, like a bit teary. I was like, Oh my God, that's so sad. And then at the end of the movie, when everything is done and it all comes back together and you get that payoff, I was like, oh, wow, this is great, too. I also found myself teary-eyed at the end of the movie. I was like, wow, this is really good. The The middle two-plus hours of this movie did not work for me at all. So I'm at a weird point where basically, just to make it simple, I really like It Chapter 1. I really didn't like It Chapter 2. So I almost feel like I'm going to have to, unfortunately vote for hereditary on default because it's one amazing movie in my opinion so that's kind of where i'm at unfortunately i I wish i wish it was a bit tougher for me but i just didn't really love it chapter two i don't know what it is about the it franchise i just i love every single minute of both these movies i think they're so fun i think they're such a great like coming of age story it's it's like an almost like an adventure story with horror elements if that makes sense um i just think it's so fun to watch i I, i've seen it chapter one multiple times this is only my second time seeing it chapter two um and i enjoyed it just as much too on a rewatch as well i just i the only thing i can say is i just think they're so fun i think bill skarsgård as pennywise is fantastic um he creeps me out the cgi with him works for me um maybe this because i'm just not a big clown guy but he creeps me out every time he's on screen he also finds a really way to be a, a really interesting way to be a horror villain and yet still have like interesting like conversations with some of these kids and characters as well where he's like kind of antagonizing them and making fun of them and i just i don't know i think i just love pennywise so much and i think that's ultimately why i'm gonna vote for it i think it chapter one basically it made like more money than any other horror movie and they were like shit people love this movie people love these kids how can we make it chapter two without these kids and the kids I wish they would have just focused on the adults, this guy. I guess what I'm saying. In it chapter two, I feel like too much time is spent on the kids. And there's some really funny moments. If anybody out there, maybe not, if you didn't notice it, watch it chapter two again. If you have a free nine hours, watch it again. Um, <laughs> because they had to do 
like Henry Cavill CG stuff on the kids because they had like hit puberty and age between the movies. So there's some funny stuff where like, you can notice like Finn Wolfhard is completely 80 yard because his voice dropped in between the movies. So there's just some funny stuff that you might notice if you watch it again. But that was my least favorite part about it. Chapter two was these weird like stories they made where it's like, you got to go find your token. And it's like, what's my token? It's like, well, do you remember that part in it chapter one where yeah, we were fighting? I for agree a bit? with that. And it's like, what are they talking about? It's like, yeah, remember that one po- time that Bill punched Richie and then we weren't friends for a couple days? Well, It Chapter 2 has like a whole story that takes place in those couple days. I was like, what? I-, I was so confused. And it just wasn't compelling. Like, basically, as adults having to go find these tokens that would defeat It. And yeah. And what, I'm always going to kind of like chastise a movie that is this long that has such like an unnecessary storyline in my opinion yeah i also just want to say that I, I do agree with you that i think some of the flashbacks in it chapter two are, are unnecessary um i know at one time there were plans to kind of cut both these movies together and make like really one long interesting story that does kind of flow like kind of the way the book does because the book is told um through multiple flashbacks multiple timelines as well um i will i will also just say i think it's really cool how they how they figured out a, a way to almost make this like goonies-esque feeling movie and then also have it still be pretty scary and it, i just think every i just i've said it so many times i just think it's such a fun adventure i think it's great for halloween this franchise um and i just every time i watch it i have a good experience it certainly has that criteria over hereditary hereditary i think can really be watched anytime but if you're like looking for i want to watch a halloween movie in october it certainly even though two doesn't work for me that well, I do think they both certainly fulfill that criteria more. And here, here's what I'll say as a retractor from Hereditary uh, on the point of it being a great Halloween movie. Hereditary does kind of wear you down and you feel exhausted after you watch it. And I, well, I do think it's so good and so well made and so terrifying. I'm not really sure about the rewatchability of it just because it is like kind of a big mental commitment to sit through. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, um, I think I'll... Um, hmm. This is tough. I'll just okay. I'll just say that it it feels more. It chapter one feels more Halloweeny than uh, it chapter two. Uh, Hereditary, yeah. I think, is overall better movie. I think because it's, it's shorter for one thing. It is really long. Um, I think Hereditary is also scarier. And it's scarier. I think I think the it movies have scary moments, but Hereditary feels more tense and like creepy and scary to me. Pennywise, yeah, Pennywise is an iconic character. Everybody knows what who Pennywise is, and he's a creepy clown, which I really liked. But yeah, I think to break the tie, I'll go, I'll lean with Hereditary in this one. Yes! All right, man. <laughs> uh, I'm so disappointed. I'm enough. really let down. I love the It movie so much. I know it's they're worth one. watching. They're worth watching. I didn't like two, but I still think they definitely deserve a recommendation for sure. All right, well, you guys can finish this episode on your own. I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Alrighty, so Hereditary is going to move on to the semifinals, and now we have The Shining versus A Nightmare on Elm Street. The Shining was released in 1980. It's directed by Stanley Kubik. It stars Jack Nicholson as Jack Torres, and we have an iconic line, Red Rum! Red Rum! Red Rum! (laughs) They're going to say, here's Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those are both iconic. Both both iconic, yeah. Um... This is a tough one, man. Nightmare. I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street was kind of our champion in the, in the first couple of rounds there. Kind of like, wow, hadn't for me at least, I hadn't seen it before. Really good movie. Really liked it. And then you have The Shining, which again, just such an influential movie, such a staple of not just Halloween, but scary movies. It's this huge, dense, almost scary movie epic in a weird way. Stanley Kubrick, obviously a legend. So what are your guys' kind of like 
What's your history with The Shining? Because it's such, I feel like, a big movie for people of all ages. I feel very strongly that The Shining needs to move on. Um, And the reason I'll say that is because I had never seen The Shining until the first time last year. And I'd always heard about The Shining this being an iconic thing. It got so hyped up for me. And I was really worried when we, when, when we watched it because a, a movie getting hyped up is already like hard enough to kind of live up to those expectations, like, especially a movie released almost 40 years ago, I guess 40 years ago this year. Um, and it held up. It creeped me out. I thought the story was fantastic. Jack Nicholson is so good in this movie. Um, the setting of this like snowed in cabin lends to some creepy moments. Um, and I just, I think it holds up so much better than um, Nightmare on Elm Street did for sure. Um, and I think it is a really great, iconic Halloween movie. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. So, Keith, where are you at? I'm just curious because, and there's nothing against Austin, obviously, but Austin was kind of like on the lesser side of us when it came to Nightmare on Elm Street. So for you, someone that really liked Nightmare, do you feel the same way when comparing it to The Shining? Uh, yeah, I'm with Austin on The Shining. Yeah, I think Shining's an iconic movie. I mean, while uh, Freddy Krueger is an iconic character, and I won't take anything back from what I said with Nightmare on Elm Street, it's I think still think it's a really good Halloween movie and I'll definitely, it'll definitely be one that I watch again. Um, but the shining is just, yeah. I mean, you hit all points, Austin. It's iconic. The setting that the creepy hotel in the middle of the Rocky mountains snowing and blizzard. And he's slow. Jack Nicholson's character is slowly going crazy over time. I thought that was so cool. And then little boy, Danny running into all these weird, uh, ghost or whatever the the two twin girls creep me out every time I see that. That old lady still looks creepy and is yeah, creepy as well. The old lady, and then even the wife. Uh, even though she's like she's good, she's a good character. She's still kind of creepy too, even though she's not you know a bad guy or whatever. But uh, <laughs> how or, is she creepy? <laughs> I don't know. She just creeps me out the way she's dressed and her just her, man, her oh, mannerisms. No. <laughs> she just creeps oh, no. me out. <laughs> She oh, creeps me geez. out. Keith feels the same way about the wife that he does about Admiral Holdo. Yeah. <laughs> she creeped yeah, me check out. Check out our last Jedi episode. We could have put the last <laughs> Jedi on here. But no, actually, I will. No, we we'll, we'll recommend the actress who played her. I thought she played her really well. She's just Shelly kinda, Duvall, yeah. That's why, that, I guess that's what I was trying to say. She's not creepy. She's just, you could, it's just, just kind of, she plays really good nervous lady yeah i was just i was asking you guys those questions just to kind of extend the conversation because i kind of assumed where it was going and i can't disagree uh, i think it has to be the shining on this one I, I will say again just for the sake of you know it is a bracket so why not compare i do think a nightmare on elm street like we said earlier is great for me someone who had never seen it it held up in every way except just the freddy krueger cg but that really there isn't that much of it because he is kind of practical most of the time um but wow just a great movie held up the premise is so good i love the acting i love the characters and the way they presented the scares and nightmare was excellent, in my opinion. We'll definitely rewatch and watch that series. But yeah, I got I'm gonna go with the shining as well. I'm not gonna add too much. It's a great film. It holds up. If people like have been growing up hearing about the shining and are like, it can't be that good, can't live up to the hype, I would just say check it out, man. I, I think I think you'll at least get something out of it. It's a great film, still holds up like you guys said. And yeah, what else is there to say? It's the shining. Alrighty, the shiny will go on to face hereditary in the semifinals. And now it is time for our semifinals. In our first round here, we have Evil Dead against Scream. Both movies that I would say are an experience in their own way. 
in both movies, I think either one here, you could make a very compelling case to be a great Halloween movie. Yeah, I think we're certainly at least at the point where we can't use that criteria. These are both Halloween movies. Like, when is a better time to watch either of these than Halloween? So they certainly both have that going for them. Um, Evil Dead, I feel like this entire time is going up against movies that it's very different from. And I guess that's just by proxy of it being kind of a different sort of Halloween or scary movie. So interesting stuff. I don't really know where to go with this one. I feel like this is the first time kind of, I'm kind of confused, scared, and at a loss. <laughs> it's basically like my favorite horror meta comedy scream, which was so influential, um, creating that subgenre and revitalizing horror in general. And then you have Evil Dead, this 2013 remake of another classic movie, which is somehow just great in its own right, different from the original, different characters, but they're all still compelling, fun to watch. It's gruesome, brutal. The possession is so interesting and the payoff is incredible. I, I just, these are so great in so different ways. I don't know where to go here. For a Halloween movie, personally, for what I want out of a Halloween movie, I don't want to be laughing. I don't really want to watch a comedy. I want to be scared. That's why it's spooky season. That's why you turn on Evil Dead, and that's why Evil Dead needs to move on to the finals. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll go. I'm going to go with Scream. No! Ow! That's impossible! <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I'm going with Scream. Um, Evil Dead was scarier, for sure. You There's can't no deny. doubt. There's you can't no deny doubt. that. But I think Scream's overall just a more entertaining movie for me. And, and and when it comes to Halloween, it's it's I have to watch it every year. When it comes to Halloween time, Scream. I, do too. I don't even think about it. Like I just I gotta watch Scream every year. And um, I like the it has a classic ghost face in it. Um, yep. Cool comedy with Courtney Cox and Dewey and everybody, and I love that. And uh, Deputy Dewey, we Deputy love Deputy Dewey. <laughs> and yeah, I just think it's more it's just more entertaining. It's rewatchable. Um, I don't see myself. <sighs> Wanting to watch Evil Dead all the time. But will you watch it once a year, Keith, in October as well, do you think, now? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. It's not, I, I think I, I'd rather watch Scream over Evil Dead. Me too. But that yeah. doesn't mean that it's better. Just I'm not, I'm not telling you you feel that way. That's just how I'm kind of trying to justify I got you. it. Yeah. You got to send one on that. Last time we were talking about Evil Dead, we couldn't stop gushing about it. That is true. Um, I will say, just to Austin's earlier point, not that he was wrong. Um, and like we already said, there, there's no even question that Evil Dead is scarier. I, I do. I will say, though, they both, I think, are excellent when it comes to what they're trying to do. I don't think Scream is sure. trying to be that scary. It's going for this this meta kind of horror comedy, but still interesting characters and stuff like that. And it excels and Evil Dead excels with what it's doing. <sighs> but it's just different. And I think Austin does make a good point. You know, when it comes to this season, what would you rather do? Obviously, I guess ideally you'd want to be scared. Fuck. Dude, I don't know what to do. <laughs> the second Keith started talking, I just got so sad. I'm going to have to break the tie. I, I will say I don't really have an argument against Cream other than the fact that for Halloween, I just want to be scared. So that's why I think Evil Dead should go and on honestly, personally. Yeah, it's not a bad argument for sure. I, w I will say all of these four films that are in this fi the semifinal, I would be fine sending on. I agree with that. It's a tough one. I'm definitely not like all the way on Scream, but I'm definitely leaning more towards it. I'll just say like I feel like Scream's like your everyman Halloween movie, more so than Evil Dead, because a lot of people wouldn't be able to handle Evil Dead. There's lots of disturbing shit in that movie. Yeah, that's true. My uh, I was watching Evil Dead with my wife, and she left the room. <laughs> she did not want to yeah. finish that movie. Yeah, I just feel like overall Scream is just a better movie, but 
Uh, it's, it's tough, but yeah, I'm going with Scream. I guess it depends what you want, Matt. Do you want a successful comedy meta scary movie or do you want an actual horror movie? What is your heart desire? It's a great point you're making. I feel like for my personality, what I like and what I enjoy, the answer is undoubtedly Scream. But then again, I just rewatched Evil Dead, and I don't like that kind of movie, but I really liked it. Um, I, another thing I think Scream has over Evil Dead is even though Evil Dead only has like what, maybe five characters or whatever it is, like I pointed out earlier, it is weird that there's only that few characters and like the girlfriend character. And I, I honestly feel bad calling her the girlfriend, but it's just like she she's introduced in the beginning and then like she just shows up an hour later like, oh, what's up, Mia? It's like, where were you? This yeah. is a small cabin. Um, it's so weird. That character is honestly, weird. So, the, the only so characters, yeah. The only characters that are interesting here are Mia, the brother, and then the long haired friend. And that's really it. Those are the only ones that are really given any screen time uh whereas scream i think they do something all the characters have purpose in scream because it's a meta thing where so they all serve a function of explaining things and being a stereotype and that kind of thing dude this is so hard because it's like i'm now i'm thinking about the final so it's like in a weird way i don't want scream to be there i don't know why (laughs) i guess i guess it's because the other three i guess function is like a horror movie in a different way but scream is certainly a halloween movie so, we didn't say best horror movie. It's best Halloween movie. It just, dep- just depends what you want from your Halloween movie. I know deep down Matthew wants to pick Scream. I know. I know. Down. And you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I do want to. I want to say Scream. I know deep down Keith wants Matt to pick Scream because I picked Evil Dead. No, that's not true. <laughs> Keith is still being a petty little bastard from our, our uh, movie scores bracket when John Williams didn't take it home. <laughs> That's not uh, true. I even picked Scream. I, I picked Scream for this bracket, too. <laughs> yeah, you submitted it. <laughs> Keith is undoubted. I mean, I want to say Scream right now. There's no doubt there. There never was any doubt. But it's just... I really am shocked Matt liked Evil Dead as, as much as he did. I thought he was going to come into this film not liking it. Or this, this competition not liking it. I'm going to go Scream. And I don't. No! My stomach hurts. I don't feel. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dead is so good. It's so good. But in a weird way, I think Austin kind of almost like gave my answer for me. He's like, what do you want like out of a horror movie? And uh, since I'm not that big of a fan of the genre, it's always going to be something that has kind of a fourth wall break comedy nature. Um, but I can't recommend the Evil Dead remake enough. Yeah. Alrighty. Scream is going on to the finals. And now we have one more competition. We have Hereditary and The Shining. And really, I'm kind of surprised at the way this shook out because it really is kind of two family trauma movies going head to head. Yeah, True. it really is. Um, this is an interesting one. I guess I guess looking at the bracket, this was kind of expected, right? I, did we think it was going to end up on this side of the bracket, Hereditary and The Shining? Did you guys think that was going to happen? Uh, I wasn't expecting it, no. I thought I was going to be able to convince you guys to move It on, so I didn't think Hereditary would make it this far. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought you both were going to go with It. That's what I thought. I, I thought was I was surpri- too. I was surprised. I'd, I'd never seen Hereditary or It Chapter 2 until a couple days ago, so that kind of, I guess, informed that opinion. Yeah. Yeah, again, we're at another kind of this weird horror possession trauma infecting an entire family and how that kind of shakes out. Very similar movies in that way. Here's what I'll say. And it kind of is the same argument I made against Hereditary last round. This is the second time I had to watch Hereditary. 
and I, everything I said about it in, in our very first round, it, I do mean it. It's great. It's terrifying. It's so well made. It's well acted. But I also found myself not really wanting to watch it again. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel with Ari Aster's other movie, Midsummer, too. Is It certainly was an experience in its own way. I just never really want to rewatch any of his movies. And I certainly could not see myself watching Hereditary every Halloween. So I am going to throw sure. a vote for The Shining. Sure. I think there's something to be said for that, um, both in good and bad ways. I think there's nothing wrong with what Austin is saying. I think rewatchability and replayability when it comes to games, that kind of thing is interesting and important to bring up. But I think on the on the flip side, there is something kind of cool about movies that fuck you up so bad and impact you in such a way that you never want to watch it again. I think there is yeah, something interesting I agree. about that. Um, and if we, if we were trying to decide the scariest movie, I'd be voting Hereditary for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not, and you're right. And that should be taken into account. And uh, I will say, actually, you know what? I'm actually going to say, that kind of almost is void for me. I, I don't really think, I think the shining because of the nature and the, um, the impact it had, I think it's become a Halloween movie, but I don't know if the shining was ever supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like it's obviously scary, but I kind of feel sure. like they're kind yeah. of the same in the sense that I could watch the, both of these in February and it wouldn't feel any more special to watch them in October. Really? Um, that's kind of how I feel, but Austin's right. I think hereditary is scarier. Um, this is tough. So Austin has had The Shining, Keith. I mean, are you just going to jump on that? Because I think I'm not going to I'm not going to commit to it yet. But I honestly might go hereditary, to be honest. I, I think it, it kind of gets to its point quicker. I, th- I, I like I guess they both kind of have it as well. But I like how they they kind of play around with you for a bit as the audience with this whole mental illness aspect. And it's like I want I want Tony Collette to be telling the truth. But I don't know. They set they set this up so well that I don't know if I'm supposed to believe it. And then where it goes is just so unexpected. I didn't. I didn't see any of it coming. And then we're th- with the end where the way the curse passes and what happens to these characters is so tragic and sad, but so effective that I might go hereditary just because it really surprised me and impacted me more. Whereas by the time I watched The Shining the first time, I was like, oh yeah, lived up to the hype. But I didn't really feel anything beyond that. Whereas Hereditary, I think, moved past it a bit. Yeah, I'm leaning towards The Shining. Uh, but I mean, I agree with both points. Yeah, Hereditary scared the shit out of me and it disturbed me the entire time. Which is why yeah. I really don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I just yeah. like I got it. I don't need I don't need to do it again. I get <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. the picture. Shining, it's always one I can probably go back to every maybe every year or maybe every other year and just rewatch it, and it's always a good time. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll lean towards Shining. Yep, yeah, I can't I can't fault anybody for that for sure. Okay, well let's get into the final now. I am shocked that it played out this way. I really am. I cannot believe. <laughs> I, I, I knew the shining. I knew the shining would be here. I knew the shining would be here. For I sure. had a feeling the shining would make it too. Yeah, I didn't know Scream was going to make it this far. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, I cannot believe that we're doing that. It came down to these two movies, but we have Scream versus The Shining. Who has yeah. a strong opinion? It's the horror comedy versus kind of just the straight horror movie. I didn't expect Scream to make it for sure. Um, I did that. But I, I'm just I'm just going to throw it out there. And if you uh, and Austin, if you want to cut this because it like makes the ending less exciting, then feel free. But I'll just throw it out there and see what you want to do. I kind of feel like it's like I know the Evil Dead decision was tough, and there were some good ones along the way, like the Conjuring, the It movies, all that good stuff that we thought could end up here. But honestly, guys. Is is the shining for you gonna lose to anything? You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like nothing really stood a chance here, if that makes sense. I love Scream, but if anything else, 
the Evil Dead remake, <laughs> Conjuring. If anything else was in this spot against The Shining, I don't know. I feel like The Shining wins. Am I wrong? I think the tricky here, though, is that it is The Shining and Scream. I think in a weird way it might have worked out because they're so different. Yeah. Even though I don't have that same affinity for Scream that, that every single person in the world has, I can still respect Scream for what it is. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I'm going to vote for Scream. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. Because <laughs> because the contest is the best Halloween movie. Yeah. And I think for the best Halloween movie, I don't know how you pick how you don't pick scream if it's if it's down to just scream and the shining oh my god i don't know what i'm saying i don't know what's even coming out of my mouth right now <laughs> yep i'm with austin man scream is definitely not the best movie out of all these movies but if we're going no. off their criteria it's i think it's halloween scream is halloween and yeah it's a good halloween movie it's rewatchable it's an experience and it also has a, one or two good jump scares are you guys telling me that, like the opposite of what I said is true. So would anything have beat The Shining for you as long as it was more like Halloween-ish? Like watching it around that time, do you think? Yeah, because I, I, I thought this, the was, I thought this was going to be like the like the most boring ending of all time. I thought it was going to be like, okay, The Shining wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm shocked. I yeah, it would have beat The Shining for me for sure. Uh, okay, I don't, think, I don't think anything would have beat The Shining for me besides Scream. Besides Scream. Um, and I honestly don't even like Scream that much, but I know you, you're definitely the least uh, fan of it out of the three of us. I know that. And Keith already said it, so I guess that's the episode. Because I mean, I I can't believe I was gonna say it. I mean, I I was gonna say The Shining <laughs> just because <laughs> like it's a better movie. But you guys are also right that Scream is probably fits the criteria of what we're looking for in terms of. Halloween, rewatchable, The Shining, scarier, but I guess that's really all it has. If we were doing best scary movies or like scariest movies, would you have picked The Shining in this instance? Like oh yeah, Scream wouldn't for have sure. moved on probably. No, well, Scream wouldn't even have made movies, it into the bracket if we were doing scariest. I think scariest movies, Hereditary would have gone a lot farther. That's true. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Probably if we were doing scariest, I think it would have probably would have come down to Evil Dead and Hereditary. Probably, yeah. yeah. That probably would have been probably. the finals. Yeah, I would have voted Hereditary. But yeah, just for the sake of locking it in, you guys said Scream, so I will as well. It took, I guess, a little convincing. I thought this was going to be just me say The Shining kind of begrudgingly. But yeah, I think Scream fits the Halloween parameters a bit better. Shining scarier, n- not to take away from that. But wow, there we go. I think this is the most shocking outcome of a bracket that we've done yet. But Scream is the best Halloween movie. Hell Yeah. And I will say, for any of you Shining fans out there, if you haven't seen Dr. Sleep yet, do yourself a favor I, I and go watch, watch it. I go watch Dr. Sleep. It's incredible. I'm going to watch it. I'll yeah, go watch, watch it. it. Especially for being a sequel to like such a well-known classic movie. It's, it's honestly really cool what they did. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to watch cool. that for sure. Okay. Well, before we get out of here today, we got to do the Arnie's Podcast Awards. This is a segment of our show where we give an award for anything in this episode. Keith, we'd never know for sure, but he might know the rules today. <laughs> Keith, start us off with your award. All right. My award goes to worst popcorn maker ever goes to Drew Barrymore. That's fair. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in pieces, am I right? Oh, whoa. I'm happy for Drew Barrymore. I'm going to give the best Darth Vader impression to Michael Myers. Oh yeah, he did have that weird breathing thing. Can we talk about at the end of Halloween whenever he takes his ma- whenever the mask comes off? <laughs> yeah. Was anybody else shocked by that? 
Why do they do <laughs> yeah. that? He just looks like a goofy guy. I guess in a way it's like, oh, he's a normal guy. Isn't that scary? <laughs> but I was like, he looks like an idiot. <laughs> I, I looked it up too, and a, and a New Hope came out before this movie, so they definitely must have gotten his breathing from Darth Vader. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess it would have been just a year after, right? 1978. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, well, it makes sense because he was in under a mask and all that. So, yeah, his William Shatner mask, right? Isn't that the whole? Thing? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, like that's what it is. William Shatner mask. Yeah. Okay, Matthew, close us out today. All right, guys, I didn't expect this because, as we heard earlier. I spoke a bit passionately about my disdain for It Chapter 2. But, unfortunately, begrudgingly, it deserves my award today. There's no doubt, after watching it, my award couldn't go anywhere else. The best third wheel goes to Ben, watching Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy talk and make <laughs> out and hug in front of him. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. Like, whenever um, Bev and Bill get back together... They have to pan over to Ben watching them at every instance. <laughs> like, they'll just be talking. Even when they're kids, and then they the have camera to do that moves too. over and he just turns around and stares at them. <laughs> and then they hug at one point, and then the, pan, the, the camera turns like just to the left and he's just standing there staring. <laughs> <laughs> they have to do that when they're kids too. Every time they have an interaction, they pan over to Ben and he's just sitting there like, oh man, nobody likes me. <laughs> yeah, hot Ben. He really, he had a glow up, as the kids say, I believe. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss any of our upcoming content. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend, I know it doesn't seem like it, but that really does help us continue to grow this show. At The Arnie's is our social and thearnies.media is the website. We'll be back on Tuesday for my own personal horror movie. We'll be back to our Star Wars series with 2018's Solo, a Star Wars story. Be on the lookout, people. If you were fans of Austin and I's podcast within the podcast, the boys talking the boys, then get ready because season two of The Mandalorian comes out this week, which means all three of us are going to be doing the podcast within the podcast. The Mando's talking the Lorian. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. That's no, a great I'm, I have no idea that. what we're going to call it. That's I don't what know it what is. We'll we're it, calling it maybe that. That works for now. Um, the baby's talking the Yodas. Who knows? Um, anyway, yeah, we'll be reviewing each episode of The Mandalorian Season 2 as they come out. So keep an eye out for those bonus episodes. Like Austin mentioned, our Star Wars series will continue. We have lots of fun stuff coming out in the coming months in between each of those episodes as well. So good stuff coming up the rest of the year. Exciting. Yeah, and feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Yarnies. Direct message us on this episode, upcoming episodes, The Boys, Star Wars. It's all happening. Let us know. What, what's your favorite Halloween movie? What's your favorite scary movie? Do you, do you think we got it right this time? Do we get it wrong? What would you have put in its place? Let us know. All right. We'll be back next week with Solo. Maybe. I might just end the podcast so I don't have to watch that movie. <laughs> My parents are going to kill me.